It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. What is going on? Bar Down Breakdown. Tonight we are joined by our homies in Overgrow. We're joined by Trevor, Jake, and Patrick. What's going on, dudes? What's up? Tuning in from Chicago. We got a mixture of some Blackhawks fans. I'll put it in quotes. Air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) And some Blue Jackets fans. And... For the longest time, I thought we were never going to find any Blue Jackets fans to come on the podcast, but you're not our first. No, we're proud. Like, uh, you had you had no dice, didn't you? I did. Yeah. My, uh, yeah, Travis, uh, I think his dad works for Blue Jackets. He does, yep. Yeah. Or he used to. I think yeah. he just recently retired. Uh, but, yeah, he's a big Blue Jackets fan. I don't know if you uh, – the band Save Face, uh, their bassist, uh, Robbie, is a huge, huge Blue Jackets fan. Uh, former, all uh, former guests. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who – any, it's like anyone who likes hockey, even kind of from Columbus, is like a massive, massive vocal 
Blue Jackets fan more so than we show up. I think. Like I think, I think there are more people that would like like die on the hill of like yeah I'm a Blue Jackets fan than like you would you would think. And it's weird because typically they're not great. <laughs> and almost always not great. So, uh, but yeah, no, there's. I feel like there's a lot of us. I feel like that's like one of like the very few professional sports teams in the Columbus area too, is like yeah. the blue jackets and the Columbus crew. Yeah. With the, uh, the MLS name. Yeah. They have a Columbus has a, uh, has a triple a baseball team. Yep. Uh, for the guardians called the Clippers that the, the, uh, the city also really likes, but I mean, there's no point in having a football team in Columbus because no matter how big it is, it will never be the Buckeyes. Yeah. So, well, then you have like Cleveland and Cincinnati too. You already have two teams. Oh, yes. You already have two other football teams with like diehard fans like in the same state, like within like a couple hour drive of each other. Yeah. No. Uh, and that's the thing is like Columbus is a bigger city than Cleveland or Cincinnati, but the it's a smaller like metropolitan area. Yeah. And for whatever reason, Cincinnati and Cleveland always got the uh, got the sports teams, even though Columbus as a city is just astronomically bigger. <laughs> um, it's weird. Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie. I know very little about the city of Columbus, but yeah, I mean you're not. You're, I mean, so like I have a lot of love for Columbus. It's where I'm from, but like you're, the zoo's really cool. Besides that. Uh, it's also a really nice place to live as far as like affordability and, and what you you get out of like quality of living is really high and you don't have to pay a ton to live there. Besides that, I mean, I, I moved for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Travis from no dice was actually saying that. And that's why a lot of former NHL players, like when they retire mm-hmm. and like if they did play for the blue jackets, they actually end up retiring in Columbus. Yeah. It's like a very, you know, it's a nice place, nice to, live. place to live. It doesn't, it's not like anywhere near as expensive as Chicago or uh, any other big city. I mean, like, I think I paid less to live in Columbus than most of my friends in Cleveland did do a month. So, like, I get it. Yeah. It's cool. And like, I have, I have a lot of family there. And I, I love, I love Columbus, but, uh, it's it's definitely one of those places where I feel like you're either from there or you kind of drive through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always, you know, want to catch it, you know, have wanted to catch a game in Columbus mm-hmm. minus the cannon. Like that would probably Dude, it's so drive scary. me crazy. It's so like when I was little, because I, uh, I I was, I think I was four or five when the Blue Jackets um, were form so I, they've been around as long as i can remember and i remember going to games when i was younger and that cannon when they brought that cannon in like the first I'm time sorry, a cannon there is a cannon yeah. yeah it's like a civil war cannon yeah it goes off when they score there's not a ball a in it is no it a it's a real <laughs> cannon they light and it fires it is like if you don't know it's coming, it's terrifying. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it's really cool when you're there and you know it's gonna happen. Okay. 
But, but, but if you don't... <laughs> can you get seats, like, by the cannon? Yeah. So you gotta I mean, get, not, like, get, like, right by protection? it. Not, like, right by the cannon, but, like... Can you fire the cannon? I don't think so. They should do, like, drawings. I think yeah, they need they to have, should. like, a pyrotechnics person that has to do... At the shows? At, at the shows? At the games. At the games. <laughs> the hockey gigs. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm in my music mind. Um, you guys should do that for, for your next Overgrow show. Instead of just having, like, an 808 or something, you just have a cannon. I got a cannon guy. You sound like a real New Yorker saying that. That's like my go-to. Like my, cousin, my cousin's got a, I, got I a got cannon a guy. guy. I got a guy. I got a cannon guy. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, I guess, Jake, let's talk about the, you know, the, the early formation of Overgrow and like, did it start in Columbus or did it start in Chicago? Oh, it started in Columbus. It was in Columbus for a really long time. Um, the way I kind of see it is that Overgrow, the project is from, is like a Columbus thing, but Overgrow the band, like it'd be really disingenuous for us to call ourselves a, like an Ohio band because none of us <laughs> live there and I'm the only one that ever did. Um, and yeah, so Overgrow the band is a Chicago band in my head and, and, and a, columbus project for like if you want to go back to where it's from but uh kind of like a transplant thing but yeah no it's uh it's from columbus okay yeah it's funny like how some bands have that like kind of identity crisis with where they're from mm -hmm. so like I, I instantly think of the menzingers like they love to say they're a philly band but they're really from scranton well that's like, not super far though it's, it's still like enough. two it's hours, close, but it's like it's not Columbus. It's not Chicago. six hours. Yeah, yeah it's not. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's a completely different state and, time and zone. The, yeah, and the thing, the thing with us too is like our guitar player lives in lives outside of Indianapolis, and pretty far outside Indianapolis, but he lives outside Indianapolis, and so like we just kind of wound up branding like branding around being a Midwest band, just because yeah. like. What else do you say? <laughs> like, if we're if we can't really like if we play like a like a, I think of Chicago as like the home show. Okay. I think yeah yeah yeah. I'm surprised by that. Why? I don't know. I feel like you would think of Columbus as the home. You. Show. But like for us, this like I don't know. I think of like Sudie or Cobra. Yeah. Yeah. Like where where do we go to shows? You know what I mean. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> Where do we participate besides playing our songs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like, it's interesting too that, that a lot of these bands kind of like take the moniker of like Midwest mm -hmm. when Chicago in and of itself has such a, I feel like I'm going to use a Tom word right now, a plethora of just bands that, that have formed this, genre of what we know is like chicago either punk or even chicago emo too like you just have this like this this rise of all these bands that have come out that have made such a name for themselves i mean obviously fallout boy being one of the larger ones but even like you know pre-fallout boy when you had like the breakup of arma angelus like you had rise against and fallout boy come from that band you have into it over it you have what Alkaline Trio, you have all these amazing bands that have come out of the Chicago area. So I think it's like 
I think like when some bands use the moniker like Midwest, I think it's almost kind of like doing themselves a disservice from all the great musicians that have come out of the city of Chicago that I feel like you guys, you know, take pride in that. Like take pride that you're coming from this like pedigree of of amazing musicians that have formed like such an iconic sound. Oh, I mean, like for sure. I I, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself, but like I'm yeah. very that this band is like as far as like functionally like again where do you go to shows where do you partake in mm-hmm. in the scene? network yeah right i'm very proud that this is a chicago like the band is a chicago band i i think it would be disingenuous for us to like just ignore the fact that this band existed for like three or four years not in, in ohio <laughs> and and for like alex in particular like He's never lived either place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like, he's I, in Indiana. I'm very proud. Like, I, I know that like I, I might have come off a little strong about like feelings about Columbus. I love Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> and and I love a lot of the bands that like I grew up playing shows with there. Yeah. And I'm very proud of that scene as well. And and I, I know Alex feels the same way about Indianapolis. So it's not like a it's not like a thing where it's like a trying to dodge anything. It's like trying to no, get no. a complete answer possible. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're like, you're like in that like rust belt of, yeah, you know, multiple different States that are like very, fairly close to each other, but also kind of far apart. Yeah. And, and like, I think, I mean, Indianapolis and Chicago scenes at least, I mean, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong for sure, but like seem like a very, in some ways, pretty integrated. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of overlap in bands um whereas like ohio everything kind of operates as, a, as an island a little more like columbus and cleveland bands don't really talk like that which i've always thought was kind of weird like once you start touring and networking but you're not like forced to network and your scenes are doing fine without yeah. needing to network i'm not saying that chicago isn't but everyone wants like, everyone wants to play chicago and coming from here, like Indianapolis is like, you kind of have to go through Indianapolis to get anywhere from Chicago because there's not a whole lot west. No, it's just farms and corn. Yeah. So like that relationship has to exist in harmony for everyone. Um, but whereas like Columbus bands and Cleveland bands, like both, if you're in either city, you can go like four different directions and be fine. Yeah. And like until you start touring like it, it's really interesting how the scenes work there but no like the, to bring it like kind of like bring it back no it's not like a, a trying to like it literally like wanting to just pay respect to where all of us are from or from yeah yeah i, I think have a band having three hometown shows isn't a bad thing though no no, no i would say <laughs> indianapolis is definitely the least of that i would never try to say that indianapolis is like a home show for us but Chicago or Columbus definitely can be for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And not a bad thing. Not a yeah. bad thing at all. Cool. So I guess let's dive into kind of the formation of overgrow as the band that we're seeing right now. So like, you know, you, you make your transition to Chicago and it was kind of like a solo project that you then, got some members in involved so like how did that process go down it was never supposed to be a solo project 
It was my old, my old band broke up and I didn't want to stop touring. And so I wrote songs and put them out and was literally just like, I don't want to tie in. I don't, don't have a lineup in mind. I have friends that are already committed to other things that will tour. Yeah. So until we find the right group of people that like meshes, it's just going to be me and then we'll figure it out. I think it took longer to do that uh, than anticipated. My, uh, my fiance is from uh, outside of Chicago and um, you know, it, once we met and things got serious and, and got engaged, it was like really a thing where I was leaving Ohio. And then it, once the band, had, the project had started touring more, um, there was a lineup that kind of seemed comfortable that we kind of kept coming back to. Um, and two of the members at that time were from Chicago. And it just kind of happened to, to go that way. Alex, our guitar player, used to play bass. And he, I think he's, he's been around the longest. I, I, we had this funny like thing happen where the, the band, that lineup became a band on accident. And we were like, just like in our group chat. And I, I, Alex didn't want to impose by asking to join the band. And I didn't want to ask Alex to join the band because I hated the idea of it just being two people. Like I hated that. So like we just kind of like operated on this unspoken thing of like we're both here, but like we're like not. a will they won't they in a rom com. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I don't know. I I feel like Origami Angels making like two piece bands cool. Well, yeah, they're they're actually only two people on stage. <laughs> and we're we've never been that. Um so, I mean, our, our, our former lineup uh, was our, our old guitar player, Alec, and our old drummer, John. They're uh, in a band called Subviolet here. And, and they're great. It just kind of became a thing where, like, they, like, co- we were done with not touring because of COVID. And I think everyone kind of realized, like, oh, well, we all aged, like, two and a half years. Yeah. And life changes when you go into covid at 25 and you come out coming up on 30 and like oh well now we're thinking about getting married and we all have like real jobs and 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 i think it was just one of those things where it was like it wasn't working for them anymore and he had been asking to write drums on the side for like months um so that was it it was supernatural there and what was funny was once he found out that they're the two of them are in like three bands together. <laughs> we joked that we were on a buy one get one deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so once I once John and Alec like quit, Trevor was Trevor was um, we were already talking to Trevor about it. And then I am walking to a show at uh, at Subterranean and Pat's walking the other way and just goes, I'm in the band. <laughs> that's literally how he's here now. yeah i'm doing this all right well i'm in the band now too <laughs> i played guitar that's pretty close <laughs> and it was it was literally like that was the extent of this lineup happening was like but what was cool is like it took years to get here but we're all like actually friends and hang out i mean at, with like alex obviously can't be in like three and a half hours away, but I, we talk like every day. Yeah. 
yeah. and not about this thing all the time, which is uh, for me, I mean, I've been touring since I was 18 and I'm, I turned 28 this year and are like the, the almost 10, fuck. in the <laughs> 10 years that I've been doing this, this is like the first time I'm like, oh, I'm in a band with my friends. Not like I haven't been friends with people that I've been in bands with before, but it's always like the band came first. Yeah. And like we were friends because of the band. Um, whereas now it's like, oh, no, we, we if this thing could disappear. We'd all still probably go get B-dubs and <laughs> be out of place <laughs> and, and, like while the Bulls game's going on and wonder why it's busy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's way better than Justin's formation on Craigslist. <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. what? What? Yeah, I so, <laughs> Yeah, Justin, he's in out of time down in Orlando, and his band pretty much formed in some part on Craigslist. That's that that's sick though. This is like back in like 2015, so I think like the Craigslist killer documentary hadn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> and um it was it it just a funny story. Like I'll I'll kind of like go over it really briefly. But I was in a in another band, and um, our singer he had quit, and he ended up uh, joining and playing guitar for the band Capstan. And um, <laughs> so I I there's my friend now Mike. He's the singer of of Out of Time. He had just moved from Maryland, and he put a, a Craigslist ad out saying, "Hey." Uh, I'm looking for a band in Orlando, just moved here. Here's like my discography. And he had a song that he had done with Jordan Putnick from Newfound Glory. So I was like, oh yeah, 100%. Like you're going to join my band. And I didn't know that two other members also said like, come, come join us. So the first time I ever met him, he came over, we practiced. And then our drummer had said a couple dumb things to an ex-girlfriend and she called the cops on him to get him Baker acted. So oh. we finished practice. Cops came. I said, give us five minutes. We got him in the band. Drummer got Baker acted for 72 hours. Came back out and he goes, the first thing he said was, Mike's in the band, right? I go, yeah, yeah we already covered that. Um, <laughs> so that was the first experience I ever had with uh, one of my closest friends now. We've been kind of doing this for almost nine years. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you laughing at me? Your reaction. That's, that's a that's a wow story. Yeah, that is a wow story. Yeah, <laughs> His reactions are like my favorite thing. Well, yeah, he's the guy that just came up to you and said, I'm in the band now. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. Everything <laughs> else is exactly like, like No, that. it was. Is you came you walked up to me and said, I'm in overgrown now. And I went, Okay. That was yeah, the that conversation. Right. That honestly sounds about right dead on that's exactly what happened yes, i was sitting there very yeah. confused the only thing that would have made that more chicago is if you would have said it with like a hot beef sandwich in his hand i don't think i've ever like a portillo's you... hot dog like a portillo's hot <laughs> dog or i was just told never seen you find beef oh you would find beef all the time oh. <laughs> i eat a ton of beef all the time yeah man I, I, i'm always eating beef I'm always in the beef man <laughs> Portillo's is really good. I, like, I have to have it all the time. I, I feel know. like I feel like every city has that. Like, well, not every city, but a lot of places have their like their food. And like, yeah. there's a lot of things that like people I think have ideas about Chicago, but like, man, a Chicago hot dog just hits different. Also, we just exclusively eat at B Dubs. We, we do literally yeah. only get buffalo <laughs> wings. Well, that well, we they get Portillo's. We do get Portillo's. 
<laughs> Why not no, me? <laughs> no, no, no hate against Portillos because we just got our third or fourth, fourth or fourth in Florida. Um, and consistently, every time we go to Tampa, like we always go to Portillos, and now in Orlando, like we have a few of them. But there's this one hot dog joint that's been around since like 19 before I was born, like 1986. It opened up in Orlando. And it is like a true Chicago hot dog joint. Like they they import like all the Vienna beef hot dogs. They have like the neon green relish, all that shit. Poppy seed buns. You go in there, they bleed white socks. They bleed black hawks. And uh, I, I'll still go to that mom and pop shop all day over Portillo's. But then once they close, because they close at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon – yeah. Then I go to Portillo's. Yeah. That's fair. I, I will say also, I mean, I feel like people are like that here too. Yeah. I, Portillo's, there is a pretty steep decline in quality once you leave Illinois. Yeah. I haven't had I don't ever think I've had Portillo's. I've had one. Illinois. There's one in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Really? And it's not like, it's good. It's just very, it's different. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not quite the same. So. It's like New Yorkers with the water and the bagels and the pizza dough. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, it's mostly there, but there's something that's different, you know? Yeah, it's the lead in the water. <laughs> <laughs> so what's like Columbus's go-to? Skyline Chili. Oh. <laughs> that That's Cincinnati. That, that's, oh, that's Cincinnati, yeah. But... I, feel like I don't know, Donato's? Yeah, both times. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, Donato's. Donato's is, Donato's is great. Donato's is great. I miss Donato's. <laughs> First show we played with you when we played Columbus. We got Donato's. We got Donato's after, yeah. Yeah. So that was Donato's. the first thing that came to my home. I might be mixing cities up, but I'm pretty sure Robbie from Safe Face said that, like, the venue in Columbus. Was it Donato's? Yeah. It, okay. it is one. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, basement of the, the OSU campus Donato's. Yeah. But That's like stick. What's hilarious <laughs> is that a lot of people that are are not from Columbus or not from somewhere where Donato's is, because Donato's isn't only there, it's just from there. We there's a ton of them in Ohio and in, in central Ohio. Yeah. But um people don't realize that. And then they'll go on tour and think that there's just one. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen bands route to some other Donato's across town <laughs> instead of going to the right place. We're playing a basement a basement show here, right? No, yeah, and then like they'll show up and like, no, have, you're not. We don't. don't there's not a basement, basement here. Yeah, there's no basement here. Yeah, there's like thirty Donato's in Columbus, Ohio. Like you, you make sure you're picking the right one. They're everywhere. There used to be this sick venue in Syracuse, New York, called Funkin' Waffles. Mm-hmm. which like instantly made me think of that. Mm-hmm. And literally you would walk in and I, I saw like as tall as lions there, the reign of Kindo there, or actually they were this day and age back in the day. And it is the best smelling venue ever. <laughs> Cause it just like smells like Belgian waffles. That's so sick. Oh. Yeah. It's so good. And when Robbie was telling that story, I was like, man, I would love to go to a venue just that smelled like, delicious pizza too like that's probably uh, so dope funny funny you say that because uh there's this venue there was this venue in louisville called spinelli's i was about to mention that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a basement also a pizza basement but the whole thing was the basement 
like the restaurant was also the basement. Yeah. Whereas Donato's basement in Columbus is like it's a Donato's and, and, it's a and a venue underground. They literally so it smells like like socks. It doesn't <laughs> smell great all the time. No, it smells like a toilet about half the time. But it's 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 the OSU campus Donato's. Like it is drunk Iconic. college kids all the time and pizza. Spinelli's had a sign. Uh, Spinelli's though, warmer. yeah, had a so sign. do not mosh on the pizza warmer. Into the pizza, into the pizza warmer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a uh, there's a venue in DC too called Pie Shop, and they they make like savory pies and like dessert pies, mm-hmm. and you can also play a show, and they have like a whole green room shower and like sleeping place for oh. bands that tour. Wow, it is probably some of the best like pie I've ever had. Well, the nice thing too is like, in, I mean. I, I don't know if you guys partake in the in in the the devil's lettuce, but DC it's completely legal now, so you can get pie, get a little high, and have a good and time. Rip a gig. <laughs> yeah, rip a gig. You're the only one. <laughs> you are the only one. It's legal here too. We're not it telling is on legal. It's Chicago, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Illinois, yeah. Yeah. Although that's kind of recent. So. Are you just still scared? And we don't have pie yeah, shop venues here. No, we don't. I'm yeah. scared of the the tax. We don't really have. <laughs> I can't really think of any. We don't have a lot of DIY like, spaces in general. Anymore. Yeah, it's a lot of just venues. But also, like, there's some venues with like that's that have food, but none that are like none that are like Donato's was where it's like, man, I I'm almost more excited to eat this than I am to play the show. <laughs> hey. Yeah, she is too. Yeah. No, my yeah, my dog it. is. I get it. Being really bad. I'm very sorry. No, you're fine. I don't know what she wants. She wants to go outside. Yeah. And she wins. She just wants some pets. Oh. She wants you to play with the cow. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what she wants. She wants to play. Look at this. It's a gross cow. I'm not gonna lie. It's a very gross cow. This is a, a dog-friendly podcast, so don't worry. Yeah, yeah. we're all for this. He's, we're all uh, for dogs. She's great. Um, she is. Uh, there is nothing I wouldn't do for that dog. I work. I work from home. I, I have a call center job, and she's she's fun. <laughs> she's fun. <laughs> she just wants attention. Hello. Oh, there it is. There she there is. You are. Dog friendly. Wait till you have a toddler. That's when it gets oh. real fun. Yeah, we joke. Uh, he actually say we. He jokes all the time that she's actually two toddlers in a dog, a dog suit. suit. It makes sense. <laughs> there it is. That checks out. I just yeah. love how she like acts like a lap dog when she's clearly not a lap dog. Every every pit bull that's ever lived does this. Is a I lap swear. dog. Yeah. She's 55 pounds. <laughs> does she give hugs too? I, I had a pit bull once that like gives like hugs. Like he'll just like go up to you like this and just like hug you. That's she also doesn't care about anything, like at all. I can do anything <laughs> with a dog and she does not like does not care. Like most dogs you can't do that. She just no. Just like fine. A... She just hangs out and screams sometimes with Me no too. warning. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, I guess um to, to rein it back to a little overgrow. <laughs> you guys like we were doing an interview, weren't we? Released a, a single three weeks ago when you're not around. Uh self-released it. I, I guess just Fill us in on, you know, how the release has gone so far, reception, um, 
has it like sparked some juices back into you guys and like are you just excited to get some new some more new music out there i guess just fill us in on everything we have more new songs this is one of one of a few that we're uh that we're sitting on uh just kind of really the other new stuff it's just waiting on a music video at this point uh is really the the big thing but um the reception for for when you're not around has been great i mean that song's been around for a while now and like having it out finally is um it's really cool to finally have that song out like it took we wrote it around the time or like the original version of it we wrote it like march of last year and recorded it pretty quickly after and then our the lineup switched around and he did drum we we had program drums on it originally and just because of you know, we weren't quite done with it. We were still working on it and stuff like that. So he wound up doing the drums on it uh, not too long ago. So it's been this thing that's kind of been this like living, breathing uh, thing for the, like the, like eight months almost um, until we had a master back and we've got, we just, we've been playing it. And I think all of us just wanted it out <laughs> ahead of everything else. Just cause it's like, this is going to, uh, at some point, this one's going to start to feel old before anyone's heard it so um the, the juices have definitely been been flowing um i, I want to start uh working i mean all i feel like the history of overgrow there's always been the next thing being worked on before the last thing's out um tend to get impatient and like once you get close like once you've like said yes this is the final version of this and like let go of it i've always been like I'm still really proud of this, but I wanted to do that differently this next time. And I think that like that once, once there's like a, a direction, I feel like we're going to be making even, even more, but right now just a handful of songs. And have you guys been playing that live for a while now too? We did it. The first couple of shows that Patrick and I played uh, with Overgrow, we were already playing that song. Jake had like the rough version with the program drums on it. So we played it for a few shows um and then he mentioned i got to cut drums on it which was cool because i had already been playing it so i kind of already knew what i wanted to do differently on the final drum take like what what, what worked what didn't work what was more my style um yeah. and then yeah when it came time to put it out it was like well we already know that we enjoy playing this one this should probably be the first one that mm -hmm. this version of the band comes out with it's also the safest one of the bunch i think and i think leading with that is is uh nice because there's we there are some different approaches and different um sounds i think on uh in 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 the other three songs that we have that um i think it was it was good to leave with this one <laughs> i don't think there's anything too really no i mean it's not that it's not like we're like all of a sudden like a uh, yeah a very <laughs> different like we're, not, we're yeah there's no breakdowns <laughs> there's there's one thing that could be considered that there's but riffs. not in like a metal way it's just heavier there's riffs yeah there's there's some stuff it's funny we we've talked about uh robbie a couple times because they're actually on a song on the on the ep which was also a really happy accident and and um there's a lot a lot of a lot of um moving parts and it took forever to make four songs, which was was weird because this 
band has or pro even like when it was just a project has always been like oh okay well here's six songs and they just kind of happened and now we go toward them and here's another seven songs and you know what i mean and now it's like oh well, we really <laughs> really kind of had to pull these four out but i'm so happy with how they came out personally and same yeah you just have a dog yeah <laughs> i'm just, just right. hanging out yeah I think she's falling asleep. So on this EP, this is the current lineup that Mm -hmm. we're expecting. Okay. Yeah. And and what studios did did you guys work in? Same place that we've always gone. Uh, We recorded with uh, Will Carlson in Columbus, Ohio. Um, He actually, this is the first full release at at his new studio. He used to, uh, (laughs) he used to have a setup in his parents' basement. Nice. That, I mean, you can't, you cannot tell on, on everything else that we've ever put out. I like very adamantly believe that like, you can't tell that those are basement recordings for literally everything else that we've done. Um, but these songs were the first ones in his, like he now has a studio. Um, he records um, a couple, a couple artists that are, that are doing pretty well right now. He records, records this pop band called Harbor um, and he records uh, Bill Murray Nice. Um, and, and a couple other uh, artists that are starting to really do well. And um, it's been, it's been really cool to, to watch him grow and uh, grow alongside uh, him as a producer. I'm hoping we can keep doing that. Yeah. That guy's getting busy. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> Hopefully he still gives you that friends and family discount. Can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to try to talk for confirmed. You got to try to get uh, a Bill Murray feature, just like uh, No Dice. To, that seemed like a cheat code. It, yeah, well, it, so they're way closer. Uh, they shared they shared members for a really long time. Um, but and I, I'm also like personally really hesitant to collaborate with anyone <laughs> um i mean robbie robbie and i were in a band forever and that is literally the only feature that we have in the discography they are the only person that is not it either was not in the band or hired as a session musician that uh on on any overgrowth song i think we have over 30 of them and i don't, I don't really see that changing too much i mean i would like to collaborate a little more so who knows but <laughs> Uh, it, it feels weird um, to like think about <laughs> think about that stuff because it's never like been how I've I've approached songwriting. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, I I had no idea you had ties to Columbus, and and were familiar familiar with No Dice, but like as I was diving into your songs the last couple of weeks, there was some like No Dice tendencies where I was like. All right, they kind of got like a no dice vibe, and there was a now weird, that to hear yeah. that you guys kind of ran in similar circles is kind of cool. There was a weird thing that was happening right before COVID with Columbus, where I feel like all of our bands started like, and it's not that weird. We all the scene was so small. Is I mean, it's not was it still is, but the scene there so small that we I feel like we all just started like unconsciously like rubbing off on each other, like doing things, and no no dice is one of. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite bands that any of my friends have ever been in. I I love that band and miss that band. And um, 
they uh but no like there was like uh there was a period of time it's like us no dice and then like there's a couple other bands that are like kind of not in that circle as much but like still columbus bands like snarls and and mouth movements and and there's a few other a few other like bands in this world palette knife and i feel like there was this weird point in time where like all of a sudden everyone's music just got really airy it didn't matter like who where where like who you were friends with or um what genre like subgenre you were or like who, who like any of that it was like literally for whatever reason all of us found like just fell in love with reverb at the same time <laughs> and everything just got really like shoegazy yeah like, kind of like pop production and like yeah just like really like shimmery yeah no we all just like got like oh yeah well like i think with with me it was like oh well you can't hear me mess up so much if i just soak it in reverb yeah yeah <laughs> what's that like yeah <laughs> Everyone picked up like that one Strymon pedal that was really popular yeah. four or five years ago. Oh yeah, the blue sky. Yeah, that thing, uh, the blue sky. No, the blue sky is the little one. The big sky is the computer. The, yeah. yeah, the big sky one. Yeah, the big one. Yeah, dude, that. No, I can't. <laughs> I'm not smart enough for that thing. I love pedals. It's not. <laughs> Whew, that's too much. It's just all. You put a the second there's a screen on something I step on, I just my brain just turns off. It's like a foreign language. I don't understand it. You'd be like minus the bear and just have like three line six DL4s. Yeah. And just like sit there and just mess around with those. You're not even a guitar player at that point. You just play one riff and you're just messing around with knobs. Well, I will say, and the reason with the four DL4s with like all the looping, that's really cool. I think if I was using if I like had the time to put into dialing in four different tones on a DL4, I probably would get over myself and get a big sky. (laughs) If I didn't need it for like four different things, like how minus the bear does where it's like, okay, well I'm looping this and then I'm looping this and they're different. And it's, and like one shots, if it was like genuinely like I want four different delay tones, probably the time to get the thing with the presets in my, in my brain. But uh, yeah, no, that, that dude's pedal board is insane. People who aren't gearheads are listening are gonna listen to this and be like, what's going on? <laughs> this is all this is all a foreign language to me. Playing guitar with a computer? How are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually the computer that's playing the, the guitar. computer plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like chat GPT before guitar. Yeah. Oh, now that sounds sick. <laughs> it's all my solos written by AI. <laughs> Uh, I know that like Tom, when he first started writing music, like he had this program where he would put songs in and like, it literally was, uh, I wish he was here. It was, I think it was Tabit. I think Tabit, that's what it yes, was. Yeah, yeah. I used that too. It was Dude, this video game MIDI s- guitar. And he would send me these songs that like literally every instrument was just like computer, <laughs> like generated. <laughs> So and that's it was how like, we would write songs back in the day. For, for people who don't know what Tabit is, Tabit was like Guitar Pro, like mm. the tabbing, but it was like a bootleg free version or like you had to email the guy who created the program and send him like 20 bucks and he'll give you like the crack for like the full version yeah, or you just download the crack it. version. <laughs> but you could literally sit there and map out like every single instrument, even like throw like saxophone for vocals. Like you can actually have like all of it 
and it was such a cool program because I think that's how I learned how to like play so many different songs that I really enjoyed playing just by going to like ultimate guitar and just trying to find tablet files and just downloading them for this bootleg ass program. Yeah. I um, doing that. Was the icon like a penguin? No, was that, that was other one. That was, that was Tux guitar. Tux guitar. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one was just like, it was just like a real shitty, like it looked like windows 95 okay. is, is basically what the icon looked like. We're but also it, pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, well, and I was remember... laughing too because uh, I recently had to find a bootleg version of it because I had I wrote a Taylor Swift cover 15 years ago on Tabit, and the guys were like, "Oh, we should bring that song back." And I go, "I have no idea how I wrote it, so I figured out how to download a bootleg version of it, uploaded <laughs> it on there." relearned how to play it and then mapped out all the MIDI and sent it out to our producer so he could build everything out and then we could just write a fucking Taylor Swift song. That's <laughs> that's so cool. That cool. Yeah. Those those tab softwares are so dangerous though. Have you ever like written something you just cannot play? All the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, no, they're like, oh this sounds so cool. And you're like, I think I could I think I could do that. And then all of a sudden you have like this chord in there and you're like oh no i can't i can't do that that's <laughs> my favorite part is when someone who who writes drums does not know how a drummer works yep. and then you have a drummer come in and you're just like buddy i, can't play this. I don't have three don't hands know. to hit two cymbals at the same time and a snare that's impossible yeah <laughs> yep. well i'm sure tom wrote many songs like that but before we dive into some more Blue Jackets and Blackhawks talk. I do want to fill us in on our homies, DraftKings. So the the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can feel fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers risk-free betting up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So it's this time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. So, you know, for example, I'm trying to listen to a bunch of new music in 2023. And I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact in the same way. You don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of the big change. If it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price points so that you can build great habits without breaking the bank. I actually use my Raycons every day at work. Sometimes I just put them in when I don't want to talk to anybody at work and it drowns out all the noise with their noise canceling software. 
So whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And Mikey, did you know that Raycon start at half the price than those other premium audio brands? I sure did. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with this with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your R Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure that you feel great about your purchase by offering buy now, pay later options. And every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. My thing, my favorite things about my Raycons are the earbud tap functions where I can change my songs by tapping on my ears. Uh, or even, like I said earlier, the noise isolation where I don't have to hear all my coworkers complaining about work all day. So ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get $15, uh, 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Scene. <laughs> End scene. Yep. So... <laughs> Yeah, let, let's dive into a, a little hockey talk. So, Jake, you mentioned how, um, you know, Columbus kind of came into existence when you were really young and it's kind of all you remember. So, like, was there a single moment that you, like, remember where you're like, oh, yeah, I, I can get down with this team. I like hockey. Like, this this is my sport. Um. I think, I think that came from, you know, I, I going to a lot of nose, like uh, just like nosebleed ticket <laughs> games with my dad uh, growing up. Um, I had a lot of, a lot of that. I mean, I, I played baseball for a really long time growing up and then in middle school wanted to try something else. And that was around the time that like my dad's, my dad worked for this, this company that had season tickets and they gave away to people to, make them uh like for for business purposes and when they didn't get used they could kind of like take them up for grabs and honestly the seats were bad most of the time they were really bad but my dad and i used to go and that was like one of the few things that 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 at that point in time that like was like our thing so i wanted to give i wanted to give like hockey a shot and i just the second i started like actually going into playing the game i i fell in love with it like it's absolutely my my sport and it's funny as like uh still to this day I, I don't have cable so like i i don't really get to watch i i'm not the like the recap guy like i don't i don't get a lot out of like like just going over like what happened i want to watch it yeah um and and uh so not having cables like a big it makes it hard to do that now but uh we also uh as a whole band really love b-dubs and they have <laughs> games on all, all the time, time. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah let's and, get them on yeah. way easier to read probably for buffalo wild wings than <laughs> some of our others. do you like hot sauce <laughs> yeah um and and yeah no, i still like we'll just completely zone out and watch hockey at b-dubs instead of being present um even if I, i'm not like paying attention as much as the people around me as much yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's basically like the extent of it anymore. Unfortunately, like I wish I wish I could watch more, but again, I don't have cable, so it's kind of hard. When well, I stay with 
yeah. with how the Blackhawks have been doing this season too, I'm pretty sure every bar in Chicago will want to just like put something else on that's not the Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like that the past couple of seasons, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, you know, now that um, ESPN is in the picture, they have this Disney Plus bundle, and I have a you know two year old daughter, so like. Mm-hmm having disney plus was like a must like especially once she got like a taste for frozen like mm-hmm. <laughs> yep like so i have that bundle. it's like the crack for two-year-olds and like once they have a little bit they just want frozen all the time now yeah <laughs> i have i also have that bundle because uh i and and trevor is much the same and a huge marvel nerd um and so uh, it was an, a necessity to have that. <laughs> um, so I have that bundle too, but the blackout zones and I, I can't yeah. ever figure out how to like make it work the way I want it to. And and it's just, it, I, I I've had a hard time. And so if, if you have any tips, I would be more than more than down. And like, I guess what's kind of nice is like being a blue jackets fan. There's not likely very many games that I won't be able to watch here, but um as far as like keeping up with them, but um, yeah, like I couldn't watch any Blackhawks games as far as I'm aware. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely won't be able to watch them, but like, I, so I'm a diehard New York Islander fan, but I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. So like I never have to worry about any of the blackouts. So like it, it's super like affordable, like mm-hmm. making that switch to the ESPN, like Disney plus bundle is way cheaper than what I was paying, like when I would pay for the NHL package. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I, I feel like, like that's been nice. I think it's like 14, 15 bucks for that. Those two and Hulu or something. That's a really nice. Yeah. yeah. I, but yeah, no, I, uh, I, I can't, it's my fault. It's completely my fault. <laughs> I can't figure out how to get, how to fake get what fan. I want out of it. Fake, There's, fake yeah, my face. <laughs> some, some of our our ne'er do well uh, former hosts or guests on the store have always said a, a VPN will work very well. Oh, that's, that's yeah. not a bad idea. So they'll like ping themselves wherever they like. It's not a blackout period, and they'll just kind of like use a VPN to be able to watch it. Those are some of the diehard fans, like especially some of the ones on tour. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Cool, because tour would make that so annoying too. Yeah. Your current location yeah. is it going after your current location or your billing address? I think no, I think going, it's your current. It's your current location. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's going after your current location, like you surprise, you know what I mean? Like, You're in a blackout zone. Yeah. <laughs> Even if the game's like not here, if it's the if it's the local, yeah. That's well, weird. I haven't thought about that. Doug from Barons was sharing that he uses the VPN when he's on tour in the states, mm-hmm. not because it's like for blackouts, but because the Canadian broadcast has like the volume of the like ice turned up louder. And I didn't even know that this was a thing. Like I didn't know people were like wanted to hear the people like skating on the ice louder. Or that, hear, like the stick taps. That's yeah. That's, yeah. No, that I get, I get that though. Cause like, so, like mean, he, that's why he uses a VPN so that he can like watch games while he's on tour. Yeah, watch yeah he wants to watch the, the Canadian, Canadian broadcast. TSN. Kind of cool. Yeah. They just like do they have like separate? 
I don't even know. Like, how do you get the ice louder on one broadcast? Mics on probably like boom mics. Yeah, boom mics on the ice. Or like the little the little room mics that like they use for choirs. They just kind of like route them above the the ice. I don't know. Yeah, I would imagine every NHL like arena already has it, but I, I feel like they must just turn the volume up louder in like the Canadian broadcast. It's kind of interesting. I guess I never thought about that. I feel like they have to be pumping in some of the, the sound from the ice here too, though, but it's not they, yeah, the, the broadcasters are so loud. I yeah. get that. Yeah, no, I get it. I think, yeah, I cause think you, you can't really even hear like the players talking with each other mm-hmm. here in the States when you watch yeah. hockey. But I would imagine if you're hearing like oh, the you're, skates, then yeah. you're probably hearing a lot more of the player conversations too. So, so he, at the secret there is he actually doesn't care about the skates. He's here for the shit talking. And I yeah, that's what... back. It. I think we just mic all the players. Up. Well, they do mic some of them. At last I knew, right? Yeah, yeah some of them. Yeah, are. every once in a while they will, and that that's always quality entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, all sports I'm sure have some form of trash talking, but hockey trash talk is top notch. Yeah, it is Especially... so funny. Especially the NHL because they let them fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, they can, I mean, it's good for good for ratings if they fight. They want them to do it. So yeah, that's the thing that I know about hockey is that they fight. Well, so the most hockey doesn't. The NHL does. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, we have ECHL here in Orlando, and I feel like within the first three minutes of a game the other day there was a fight. <laughs> so at least when I mean I was I, again it might have just been a youth league thing though but like if we fought it was like well, oh yeah yeah for, yeah, yeah, for youth leagues yeah yeah youth in college it. and professional I think they're just like yeah fuck. I've never seen a co- a fight in a college game or well they they so it's weird because they wear full cages yeah. in college right. yeah so there are fights but like they keep their gloves on it's like rock and sock and robots. <laughs> Like punching up beds, like <laughs> yeah. Not... See, their their brains are fully developed. The youth they need their brains for something, sure. so they don't want you getting your heads pounded in just yet. Oh well, yeah. I haven't used my brain in years. I don't I know. Don't... <laughs> Listen, if you play music, you don't need your brain. It's all muscle memory. Yeah, he can only he count the four. Yeah. yeah, see, <laughs> that's all you need. That's all I need. One. <laughs> Yeah. Any, you're not you're not in Polyphia. You don't need to do six eight counts. No, because then you just do one, two, three, one and two one and two. three and one. Yeah, there you go. That's the same thing. It's all four. At the end of the day, you just got to be able to count the four. <laughs> don't use the word and. <laughs> so I, I I'm just always so curious about like early fandom and and kind of like those personal memories. Um, I know Jake, you, you're, I'm going to just kind of be hounding you for yeah. the next couple of minutes about this, but like, you know, Columbus doesn't have like, you know, Stanley cup championships. It doesn't have really deep playoff runs. So like, <laughs> is there a moment like that's like your prized moment as a blue jackets fan? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. See, like, because my my family, I think, I don't know if I said this since, I think I said this before um, we um, 
started recording, but my family's from Northeast Ohio. And like, my dad was a Browns fan. And like, they're, they've been horrible, like the worst team. Yeah. They're used to disappointment. Yeah. Like, like when I was growing up, that was it. So the Blue Jackets were comparably so much better. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think, I think it was just like that, like hometown pride. And I just, I just genuinely loved playing hockey and I loved going. I don't know if there was like a specific moment though. I think it was just literally just like the, uh, my dad and I going to hockey games. I think that was, that was it. And also though, I will say when I first started going to hockey or as far back as I can remember, cause I was probably a little, uh, I was, this wasn't right when they, but like Rick Nash was still around in Columbus. Yep. And that was a very, the Nash years. Yeah, pretty special time for us, even though the team wasn't very good. Um, and is that, I mean, yeah. So I think that was probably like, we had someone that was like an undisputed star yeah. on this team that was otherwise pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, it was the home team and you, you, root, you root for them. And that was kind of like our, uh, I don't know, that's probably the mix of those two things for me. See, yeah. I could tell you my very fond memory of the Blue Jackets, and that was in 2019 when they swept the Bolts in the first round of the playoffs <laughs> after the Bolts won the President's Trophy. I almost lost my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they've always been like that. Like, they're like they're frustrating because they're not yes. bad. They're just not consistent. Yeah. Like... They were consistent in that series. Yeah, no, but like they'll they'll do things like that where it's like, okay, you could be good, you could be really good, and I feel like there's always that hope, and then it's like, no, you're gonna blow it. There's something that's gonna happen, and it's just not gonna. You're gonna go like one round into the playoffs and be done. Like that's if you even get there. It's you know the NHL's tough, man. It really is, and and it really can be kind of like that any given Sunday mentality. Like, yeah, the Bolts won the President's Trophy, but, like, all it really takes is, like, a hot goaltender in the playoffs and someone to get just pretty pretty hot at the right time. And that's exactly what happened with Columbus when they swept the, the Bolts. Like, they, it was just, like, kind of a perfect storm. And sometimes, like, that takes everything out of a team. And then, you know, they ended up losing the next round. So like it, it it's very common and you, you do see like the eight seeds taking out number yeah. one seeds. And like, there's, I, I really think hockey must be the only sport where the last seed in the playoffs has won the, the, the Stanley cup. Like that doesn't happen in like the NBA. I know that never happens. And like, Maybe football with their seedings a little bit different, but even then, like typically, the one or two seeds are going on and and winning the championships. Yeah. Well, football, you only have like a handful of games, though. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's not a That's lot of pretty... time for redemption. You know. Yeah, I I feel like football's got to be the easiest playoffs, like of any of the sports. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right, you got to win what three games? Some not even. Yeah. Also, I, I am I, football is not my game. Just like I, I do not understand it. It is, it's very, it's too like start stop for me. But not in the way like baseball is, where I like. It's just it. I don't. I've never understood football, and it's just not my. Like I said, not my, 
not my game. Yeah, I I got into this weird phase where like when I first moved to Charlotte, I was like, I'm gonna be a Panthers fan, like go into a bunch of games and then that fizzled out real quick. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm a hockey fan. I've always been a hockey fan since like day one. I, I have no other energy for other sports. Mm-hmm. No chance. You're really making this about you, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do, though. Now, be- for, yeah. for the people that are only listening to the audio, they're like, wait, what? Jake's talking shit to Mike. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dog. Just needs she to be just around. Needs to be a center attention. Yeah, she just doesn't deal. I'm all for it. Yeah. So I, I guess you know one kind of common thing that even if you're not a hockey fan, I feel like you can relate to. So I I, I want to just kind of throw this out to everyone else, like the Mighty Ducks movies. Like that's <laughs> the most like pop culture hockey, I guess enterprise out there mm-hmm. did, did did you guys get hooked on the mighty ducks movies did you have a, a favorite like d1 d2 or d3 i saw them this yeah i've seen them um honestly kind of missed me i remember watching miracle with my dad yeah uh, my dad's a big sports guy i kind of he went sports i went music but i remember miracle because I'm also just a big movie guy. So, yeah, I remember that one when I was younger. But Mighty Ducks, I, I saw very, very casually, if I'm honest. Pat? I don't think I've seen Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. I no, feel I, like I, Miracle, Miracle and Mystery Alaska are, like, the two that people watch just because they're, like, pop culture phenomenons. Or yeah, something. 100%. Well, Miracle was just such a great movie. Yeah, just like it's a great story with, overall. Yeah, outside of the hockey in that. Like, just such a like you could take almost take that out, and it's still such a powerful. You could know nothing about the game, at all, and that movie is still so powerful. It's the greatest underdog story ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, kind of crazy. Ken Morrow, who was on that Miracle team, his son was like an intern for the Charlotte Checkers, which is like our local AHL team, mm-hmm. and. Ken Morrow, after being on that Miracle team, went on to play for the New York Islanders for a bunch of years and, like, ended up winning this, like, four Stanley Cups with them. And his son, like, knew of my Islanders group here in Charlotte, reached out to us and was like, hey, my dad's going to be in town. Like, do you guys want to, like, meet him? And, like, he'll bring the rings. He'll bring the, the gold medal. And I was like, Hell yeah, we yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yes, yes, a thousand times yes. And Ken Morrow literally brought all four Stanley Cup rings, the the Olympic gold medal, and he was just letting us Islander fans like wear his rings, put the medal on. Like he wow. was so casual about it. And it's just crazy to think like his first year out of college. He went, won a gold medal in the Olympics, and then won a Stanley Cup, like in the same year. Crazy. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. What am I doing with my life? And- <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, also, also to like have accomplished those things and have that be so impressive in its own that like, and still be cool about it. 
<laughs> super cool about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Like, I probably could have walked away with one of those Stanley Cup rings, and he would have been like, all right, that's cool. Because <laughs> he just was, like, super casual one. with them. I was like, this is, like, a part of history, and yeah. whatever. It was cool. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, we've been chatting for about an hour and five, so before I let you guys go, um, I know there's – some some big wedding plans that have kind of taken over your life a little bit but you know what what can we expect from overgrow in 2023 you know we got the the ep possibly in 2023 oh yeah oh, oh yeah. yeah um probably before we play another show honestly um we're looking at at some late spring early summer stuff we're trying to get back on the road um up to uh back to like like a full-time kind of thing um do do way more of that um than we were able to last year um and uh yeah i mean i i, I personally i mean don't really want to play a show without playing the new songs yeah and so like and i think it'll time out that way where it's not going to be it's it's we're literally just waiting on shooting a music video like that's literally it it's it's coming it's coming pretty soon hopefully okay and then um i guess where can we find you on on socials if you want to plug that away so is it pretty consistent through all of them oh yeah it's uh overgrow mw on everything okay nice. um, we're probably we're definitely the least active on our tiktok but ooh. Pat you want it. that? Yeah, Pat and I got it. You want to do a TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's on on everything. Where it's Overgrow MW, and uh, that's definitely the the best place to stay updated. I'm not really personally much of like a shit poster. I'm only really gonna post things when it's like stuff we have to talk about. So. Yeah. Do you want that, me to start but, posting? Do you want to? Now? You can. I mean, just like within reason. But... <laughs> Dude, we do it on Twitter all the time. Like our drummer will just have like an unhinged moment on Twitter where he'll just like start spouting off just like random ideas that come to his head. And it's the funniest thing ever. I am the only person in this band with a filter. He he knows <laughs> he knows how to he knows how to like I know what goes when on and the where friends he story. knows he yeah. knows time and place. The other two, no. Pat and Alex, <laughs> mm -mm. he got—he's getting a microphone now. What? That's scary. I have a microphone. Yeah, you've played one show with a microphone. Oh, you, oh, microphone you meant now. on stage? Yeah. Like, I mean, I own a microphone. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, 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 he finally owns a microphone. Yeah. Finally, I for all these years. <laughs> it took me a long time. Ten years as a musician, I just brought my first microphone. Yeah. I mean, he's, I saving, he's saving up for the soapbox, guys. <laughs> One day, Pat is going to tweet something, and it's going to be so tonally different. Please, please. That'd be so I, – I just – one day a week, just do an unhinged tweet day. No, there's like – he do. needs one day a week where it's like a hinged tweet. <laughs> <laughs> but on the band account, like some bands do it, and it's so oh, funny. Man. I love those days. You know what I'll just start, I'll start pitching. You're so serious. You think so? Yeah. I think this is I think we've been peer pressured into this. I think I'm gonna pitch all my tweets to 
the band. And you guys can just pick one, and I won't post it from my own account. Which one's going? Which one goes to your personal? Which one goes to the band Twitter? Exactly, exactly, exactly. If this goes south, it's y'all's fault. Yeah, we're doing that. We're mentioning you in the notes apology for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. We we support it. We support just (laughs) all content. It's content at the end of the day, right? Yeah, that's all it is. And I like that, like, I would like to think that none of us believe anything that's, like, troublesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we do. I don't think I don't we do. Think so. we definitely I think don't. we're all typically pretty nice people. Yeah. Pat? <laughs> why are you, you going to ask me twice? Yeah. Trust me, Twitter, Twitter is the place where you want to be unhinged every so often. Yeah, but I'm not, yeah. like... It's not, like... I don't say, like, bad things. No, you don't. I just saying there's a difference between like bad and unhinged. Yeah, yeah. Expensive. It's just a lot. It's like so like our our drummer's really big on on Twitter and he every time before he plays a show, he asks like Craig Reynolds for a blessing to play drums. So So, like every so often Craig Reynolds will be like, You're blessed, and then he'll just go and rip a set. It had to be the best. I didn't know about that. I love that. that. For sure. I'd be filled with so much confidence. <laughs> I should just totally rip that and just start like tweeting at spitting chicklets before we record ep- every 100%. episode. <laughs> so let's get, get that blessings. pink Whitney, that pink Whitney sponsorship. You should tweet at Pete Wentz. At Pete Wentz. No, I don't know if I want Pete Wentz. Well, I don't see why not. Or just do like Tim from Rise Against or like Matt Skeever or something. Yeah. I feel like we're probably I mean, I know you you and I for sure, you're probably the same. Rise against more than Alkaline Trio. Yeah. I think I should sit down and give Alkaline Trio real good listen through. Like just, just as a as a as a Chicagoan in Chicago, I think I should know more about Alkaline Trio than I do. Like That's I've fair. listened to Alkaline Trio and I do like Alkaline Trio, but I feel like I should really give it a hard listen. I am very happy to say that the first time I will be hearing most Alkaline Trio songs will be watching them at Wrigley. That's sick. That's sick. That Open sick. for Fallout Boy. Yeah. That whole show is so That's cool. That's stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah. You didn't get like the spot in Wrigley where it's like the big column, like right in front of those four rows of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> we, when we went, we got, we, our friend, like we have a, like family friends who are season ticket holders and their season tickets are like, 15 rows up, third base, like right in between third base and home, right under the awning, perfect. Three rows, like three seats down, these guys just have this big stone column in front of them, and they're watching the game on their phone like this. And I'm like, do you guys want to, like, move over? Like, these seats are empty. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. Who cares? Just come. Right. playing the Reds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. I was actually, you brought up, you know, that, that fallout boy tour. And I was actually really surprised how quick they sold out here in Charlotte. Like I, I get in Chicago, like tickets moving pretty fast there, but like they sold out the outdoor amphitheater here in Charlotte. Like that was pretty wild. Here, here's the thing though, right? When fallout besides, besides the last record, which has some merit in its own, but it's not, when is fallout boy missed? You know what I mean? Like they've, they've had a 
pretty solid career. And honestly, like every record's been bigger than the last one, except until the last, this most recent one. But these new songs rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does kind of feel a bit more comeback almost. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like that, that tour also, like Fall Out Boy and Bring Me the Horizon, that's. That's huge. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's, it's, the overlap is there for sure, but it's not 100%, which is also crazy out of two, two bands that are like that big. I'm surprised that like some of the dates on the Hella Mega Tour didn't like completely sell out too. Like that was a tour that I thought like was going to be sold out, but I think because of the pandemic too. Yeah. Columbus, they played where the crew played. They played a soccer stadium. In yeah. Which that, I mean, that was, that's such an unfathomably large amount of people. Yeah. Like that was never. It's never going to sell out. Yeah. Like, but yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, Rick sold out, didn't it? Probably. Yeah, anything uh, Chicago would have sold out in a heartbeat for those guys. Yeah, well, especially, it, isn't Spitalfield on that too? And that's another uh, Chicago band. It's Fall Out Boy, Alkaline Trio, The Academy is. So. Oh yeah, William Beckett's back. Yeah, so, is Spitalfield doing like the non-Chicago dates? Spitalfield is on tour with Armor for Sleep and Hawthorne. Oh, Bible. that's the yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Because yeah. I, I did see that they were back. That's yeah, cool. I got excited because we're gonna play Jacksonville. But Jacksonville, North Carolina, and I was like, "Shit, <laughs> the wrong one." <laughs> yeah, you're like, "There's two." Florida is so hard to tour to because, like, you gotta you get in, and then how do you get out? Like, it's a peninsula, so you, there's no way to route down. I mean, Jacksonville is kind of inexcusable because it's so far north. But like Orlando, the second you go to Orlando, you have to drive like nine hours to get anywhere else. Yep. Unless you hit it, unless you did that the opposite on the way down. You'd have to do Jacksonville 95, 95 to I-4, I-4 to Orlando, I-4 to Tampa, then 75 out. Yeah. That's like, the routing. I don't I have I have toured since I was 19. I have played the Miami area one time. I grew up in the Miami area and that's all you need to play. Yeah. There's no there's no scene down there, unfortunately. Oh no, the show was horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was it, it was also like it was it wasn't Miami, it was like West Palm or like Pompano. Like summer. Let's try to find this tour flyer. It was somewhere I heard of for the first time when we booked the show and the last time when we played the show. Like it was like, I think it was a suburb. Like it wasn't, it like truly wasn't a city in that regard. Yeah. You're probably somewhere in like the Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach area. Jupiter. Yeah, but oh, it was God, like, Jupiter's a hellhole too. We went, we went that far south in Florida, and it was like, man, there's just the show was cool though. It was, uh, it was fun. Man, this is the last time we're doing an interview in the house with the dog. She's gonna go to grandma's. <laughs> was it? Was it? Did you play with Overgrow or what? What band? Were no, you it's my, uh, as my old uh, a band I used to be in called Everyone Leaves. Um. I was in that band with with Robbie from Safe Face, um, and uh, a couple other. I'm trying to think of anyone else. That tour we did like a part of that tour with this artist from uh, like the DC area called Water Me Down. Yep. Um, we did Johnny, like, right? Yeah, we didn't yeah. like arrange that tour with Johnny, but we had a lot of shows overlap. I think we had like four or five shows overlap with Johnny, um, and that was one of them. And it was just such a strange day. 
Like it was, we played this warehouse and the stage was like 10 feet tall. And I swear to God, like it was probably like 50 feet from the stage to the back of the room. So like, there's no reason. This was it all carpeted on the inside? I don't know. It wasn't the talent farm, was it? I don't think so. No. I would have remembered that name. That That is hilarious that that's a venue. It's noble. <laughs> it's the, it was the venue. Like, I saw Title Fight play there. I saw the Wonder Years play there. Turnover, like, before uh, Peripheral Vision turnover. turnover. Um, I saw so many bands play there. Newfound Glory did two sets there that I saw. Um, and it was a 100-cap venue pushing it, and it would get 150 kids <laughs> wow. in there. No problem. That's sick. Yeah, that does sound title cool. fight in a room that small. Also, Newfound yeah. Glory, Newfound Glory. Right. Yeah. in a room that small is is well. Is... It was basically like their hometown too, because their their hometown's Coral Springs, and there's really no venues in Coral Springs anymore. So they did it. It it was funny too, because it was it was a month or two months after Steve Klein got kicked out of the band. So it was the first time they were ever doing a four piece, and they were literally doing that show to try and see how they could work the four piece setup right before they went on the Parahoy tour, like cruise line. And that, that, I mean, that band is so big playing in that tiny room. It, they could have played the worst set of their lives and no one would have cared. No one would have given a shit. And, yeah. They, yeah. That's so sick. What are they doing? What, what is happening in Florida with pop punk? Like what, what, what's the sauce pop punk there, bands yeah. from Florida are different. And it's probably like, I mean, the state that, that, spat out newfound glory yellow card and a day to remember i mean it's probably likely that there's going to be some some pop punk bands trying to do that but like northbound is so good yeah, yeah. northbound's from south florida um, um or- orlando alone has like 15 orlando, yeah they? orlando we have uh 408 we have magnolia park we had uh meet me at the altar over. Um, Hungover is another big one. Um, Overthinker. Overthinker. The guys from A Will Away and Valley Heart all play with Overthinker every time that they come down. Um, Brave Weather is another one. There's a ton Felicity. of bands like Felicity in the Orlando area that are that are killing it. But I think, and I, I, I think I say this like every time I talk about like the Florida scene. Like you said earlier, Orlando is such a weird spot to get out of Florida where everywhere you yeah. go, it's going to be a four-hour drive to get out of Florida no matter what. It's just so difficult for a lot of bands to kind of make oh, that awesome. move because it's such a financial investment to, like, get out of Florida. <laughs> Why'd the ocean have to be there? You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> just get rid of it. <laughs> Why is Louisiana so up here? Just bring Louisiana yeah, down, cut over We'll, we'll bend it. We'll bend it up. We'll bend it up. <laughs> we'll bend it up. <laughs> oh, against me. Yeah, against me is another one. Oh, from, yeah. From uh, yeah. Less than yeah. Jake. What is happening? There's a ton. Like, like, why did... That's so many bands. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And like... There's a lot of old people in Florida, and they're not and, making the fans. You know what I mean? I, we haven't even touched like the hardcore portion of Florida, like the oh, hardcore yeah. bands that have come out of Florida. That's a completely different topic. Yeah. It's Under Oath, yeah. Limp Biscuit. Yeah. No way. Yeah, Limp Biscuit's from Jacksonville. Limp Biscuit just exists, in <laughs> they're not from anywhere. They just <laughs> Limp Biscuit. You know what they I mean? Appear. Creed. That makes oh, sense. Yeah. Leonard Skinnerd and Tom Petty. Yeah. Wow. I think Creed 
like if you're like looking for the cliche Florida man, like the like Google your birthday <laughs> in Florida man thing. I think it's Scott I mean, Stapp. Yeah, no, it's Scott all Scott Stapp. Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. All right, well, dudes, it was definitely a ton of fun hanging and chatting with you guys, and you know, I, I'm super excited to to hear the EP, and hopefully. You guys hit the road and hit Charlotte and Orlando so we can both head out and catch one of your shows. Yeah. Um, if you have not checked out their latest, latest single, definitely go and check it out. It just released three weeks ago. It's when you're not around. It's 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 a bop, as the kids would say. And it's uh, definitely add it to your playlist. Give it some spins. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think the Blue Jackets are going to be making the playoffs. Otherwise I would say, you know, hopefully the blue jackets have a great season, but also I'm a little sour since Johnny Gurdo picked you guys over the Islanders. So <laughs> not, not too uh, fond of the, the blue jackets at this point, but and the uh, Blackhawks are going to do anything anytime soon. No, so. I'll, I'll take Patrick Kane from you guys <laughs> I, for sure. I like rooting for bad teams. The All right, Guardians, so you want to be an Islander fan? Because that was like my whole life. <laughs> the Guardians have 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 had like such like a hit or miss like last twenty years for me as yeah. far as like, football's concerned. To where like I like I am that is my team, but like they might be get they sometimes they might be a little too good. I don't know if I can root for them. They're not bad enough. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I get. I think there are a lot of people that are just like underdog fans. Oh, and... it's not. I, it's just a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> but then that yeah. one time where they ha- are successful, it's going to be it's so much better. So, that's so much better. I can agree with that. It's like rooting for a team that's been bad for so long, yeah. and then suddenly they're good. So I'm proudly a fan of bad bad teams. Well, I respect bad. that. Hey, you know what? Uh, I, I was a Florida Marlins fan, so thank you for. Cleveland for losing that one for us to win the win the, our first World Series. Oh man! <laughs> I didn't even know the Florida Marlins won the World Series ever twice. Twice. <laughs> We're the youngest team to ever win the World Series, and then we won it again. I think what six years later? I think like in two thousand three. It was a great time to be in Miami that time. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> you're not missing much they're god awful now touche all right well dudes like i said thank you so much for hanging with us very excited for what you got cooking in 2023 and if you ever want to come back and talk some music and hockey we would definitely love to have you mm-hmm. but uh I'll, I'll leave you guys and <laughs> peace be with you thanks for having us care. Thanks. Yep. yep see ya See you guys.